you needed to solve for identity for a much larger scale and you needed to be secure, but still easy to use. Do you have any ideas about how that could potentially work? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to mention one. And uh, this this comes out of India, who it turns out is one of the world leaders when it comes to digital transaction and digital identity. So India has a unified payment interface. And this is built on a couple of blocks. One of them is called the India Stack. This is a set of open APIs that all India uh, banks and financial institutions have to adhere to. Um, this allows a very fluid uh, type of uh, financial interchange. Um, the other thing that India has instituted is if you're a bank, you have to offer something called a no frills bank account. Now, this is a bank account that requires no minimum balance. It charges no service fees. Um, and it is accessible by something called an Aadhaar, A-A-D-H-A-A-R. Lots of A's in that word. But um, an Aadhaar is a 12-digit number that's associated with you. Think of it as a, co a combination between your credit card number and your social security number. You prove that you, in fact, are you. Upon that, you get issued an Aadhaar. By the way, Everyone in the world can see your Aadhaar. That's wonderful. It's great. Um, uh, unlike a credit card number that you probably don't want to share with everyone, your Aadhaar is more like, uh, if you're into security and, and public key encryption, this is more like your public key. Now, the private part of it, the part that, that, um, that you're going to use to kind of prove that assertion that you are you, apart from your Aadhaar, would be your fingerprint, for instance. That's most commonly what's used in India right now. Now, the result of these three things, the India stack, no frills bank account, and the Aadhaar, means that someone can walk down the street and literally buy a mango for cents using their Aadhaar and their fingerprint. And all of the transaction goes through. Um, even uh, what in the US we would call the unbanked, those people that it's not financially uh, feasible for them to use a bank account. Because of that no frills bank account in um, India, anybody is able to do it. Aadhaar is available to everyone. And this unified payments interface in India, rapidly growing, almost ubiquitous, take it anywhere. There are other countries that are looking at this for implementing. Now in the US, we might have a little bit of big brother problem with, with this uh, in that, uh, you know, having this ID. We can't even agree what a national ID is here in the United States. Other countries have kind of figured this out, I think in the 1840s or something like that. But the, the idea here is that India is leading the pack on this. Now, that still is a centralized identity system. And there have been reports that uh, some bad actors have hacked the uh, fingerprint protocol on that. But assuming that gets fixed, it does seem to be the, the way of the future. At least for them. Yeah, yeah. That is one example of a, of a, of what I would consider to be kind of the apex right now of centralized identity. Now, in the decentralized, there's different uh, techniques out there being used right now for decentralized identity. I mentioned blockchain, right? There's this distributed ledger. The idea is that anybody can go out if they've got the credential you've given them and verify whether it's valid or not. I love the assumption in blockchain that you don't trust anybody in the transaction until they uh, they prove, you know, immutably who they are, or at least what their identity is, yeah.